Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Josh Thoughts official sports podcast. Josh Thoughts is one word, J-O-S-H-T-H-O-U-G-H-T-S. So, basically, just to jump into it, guys, you know, the NFL has been crazy recently. I've talked a bunch about why it's so crazy, why these games are so close, and why it's so competitive. And um, we've kind of seen that play out just over the past couple you know, weeks of games, it's been insane, you know, teams that we think are great, like, you know, the Chiefs are now struggling really badly, you know, the Chiefs and the Patriots, teams that we thought, and the Saints, just to throw in that group, teams that we thought, you know, could never really get over the hump are now becoming, you know, legitimate threats in the game, so teams like the Cardinals, the Chargers, the Buffalo Bills, you know, a lot of interesting movement happening, um, and so many close games. I mean, Packers Bengals ends on a last second kick. You know, the Ravens sixty six yarder that bounces off the post. I mean, the Patriots Bucks game ends with a kick. The Bucks Cowboys game at the beginning of the year ended with a kick. Like we've gotten so many close games, so many awesome contests, and it's definitely a great time to be a fan. Um. This week, just wanted to do a really quick check-in. I actually have something I have to do in 20 minutes or so, so I definitely got to keep this one short, which is good. I've been trying to keep the pods a little bit shorter just for the sake of uh, some of the listeners who don't have all day to listen to this stuff. But, um, you know, just to jump into some of the topics I wanted to go in about, one thing was... I, I forgot to mention one thing on the on the post game of the Brady uh, Belichick you know show at Foxborough. One thing that I kind of forgot to mention was just the fact that it was really a relief. You know, Peter King had this, you know, this thing that he said talking to Mike Florio where he talked about how he saw Brady after the game was over, um, and after he everything was done and the bucks had won and he said brady looked more physically and mentally exhausted than he'd ever seen him in his life and i think i a lot of fans felt that way too because no matter what was going to happen you're just holding your breath and praying to god that one of them wouldn't get slaughtered so i think at the end of the day that ending to it really just perpetuates kind of the narratives that already exist right now which is that maybe Tom had a little bit more to do with it, but Belichick is still a genius, still a big part of it, and he can kind of mess with Tom and mess up Tom. You know, he does know secrets that help him get games close into really tight situations where the Patriots can have chances to win. But, you know, the Patriots didn't have that guy who could get them over the top without Tom even with a roster that's a lot better than it was last year all around, but has more issues with offensive line, which I don't know, that's almost a a lateral move if you ask me, because offensive line is just so important. Your receivers don't have to be that good if your offensive line is good, because then you get them to put one more person in the box, devote more to the running, and, and then your receivers are working off of five corners slash safeties instead of six. You know, and that's a huge help for your quarterback and your corner. That's basically easy mode. I mean, real easy mode is when you get them to put two in, and then it's basically, you know, four on four, five on five, or however that shakes out. You know, 1v1, you're pretty much playing, 
you know, literal seven-on-seven, as they like to say, in in certain ways. I mean, I guess seven-on-seven, there's an extra safety, so, you know, either way. Either way, that's just what you want. You know, you want to get those advanced matchups, and, you know, that's one of the reasons why quarterbacks like Lamar Jackson, who are a legitimate run threat, don't need to be as good of a thrower as a more pure pocket passer like a Tom Brady. Just because, because they can create more bunching at the line of scrimmage, teams with explosive pass games can use that to their advantage. And I'm glad that Lamar, you know, is getting the shine that he deserves. Like, again, just to go back to why, you know, Sims is a genius, only person who even considered having Lamar Jackson as the first quarterback in that class, eventually switched it to Josh Allen. Both of those guys are incredible. Both of those guys were the same quarterbacks that everybody else was sleeping on, you know, so you look at it that way and you go, wow, look at, you know, and the people that they were being compared with is we're talking Baker and Sam Darnold. Josh Rosen was viewed by many people as being better than, you know, Lamar and Josh Allen. And, you know, we've kind of seen where he's ended up, you know, he needs to. I hope he can do some work and get back in the league because I feel like he has a good arm, but a lot of it's going to be about the brain and the head and just can he take a subordinate role? Can he be a grinder and kind of give up the upper hand that he's probably has had most of his life? And and he doesn't have to either. You know, football isn't the end-all be-all for everybody, but, you know, hate to see people with good arms just, you know, filter out of the league, unfortunately, enough as it is. Um but regardless, I just wanted to take a little second just to talk about John Gruden and Urban Meyer for a bit. So, you know, John Gruden is, he's resigned from the Raiders after damaging emails about him have come out. I want to say what he said in some of the emails, the language that he used, definitely inexcusable. It was a fool's errand to write it down on paper and send it to league officials, even though he wasn't coach at the time when these emails were sent but you know at the end of the day just not something to tolerate I mean we've we've heard a bunch of stories about the two-facedness of John Gruden it's it's kind of tough because you know he seems like a dude with an infectious energy but at the same time I hate being around people who can't be honest with you can't be straight up with you because at the end of the day you can never trust them you know even if they tell you they trust you so it's uh it's tough like you know Sims and Florio were talking about it and Sims said there was a point after the Super Bowl year where um somebody on the Buccaneers came out after the Jungle and won a Super Bowl with the Buccaneers in 2002 somebody came out and said you know John Gruden's a scumbag and basically nobody defended him apparently you know, which is tough. That's that's really tough. You know, I think you can learn a lot about yourself and what you mean to other people by who comes to your aid when you have an issue. Um, and when that just, it's not a good look, even if it's not true, you know, or even if people didn't think it was true, they didn't feel strongly enough to really come out and disagree with it, you know. And, and that's the thing, you know, nowadays people are realizing, you know, there's a lot of, you can have a lot of consequences for actions that you take. It's not just, you know, a bunch of dickheads running around everymore, anymore. You know, people legitimately, if you're causing people 
grief, there are consequences to that. And you have to act like an adult. You can't just be a child all the time. And if you want to be a child, that's fine. Just do it on your own time in your own space when you don't bother anybody else. You know? So. And at the end of the day, don't don't get into any of this this bullshit. Oh, people are canceling you, this, that. No, no. These are private businesses making decisions. So take it up with them. The NFL is 32 private businesses. They have a complete oligopoly over the sport of football. Everybody knows this. If you don't know this, then you're just not looking with your eyes at what this is. No, but you can't just make an NFL team, you know, and you can make an entire football league, which a bunch of people have failed to do, unfortunately, because it would be cool to have another league, some more football, and that would make it a good feeder system to get, you know, give certain people who could develop later in life chances, and then maybe they could actually be really great players in the NFL. So that would be cool. The NFL obviously doesn't want that because that cuts into their market share of, you know, football viewing or whatever. So, long story short, John Gruden has basically pissed off pretty much all 32 of the NFL organizations, meaning that he is likely never going to get a job as a head coach again. Kind of unfortunate, but at the same time, he was never really shown to be special. You know, he took over a team that was incredible, gave it a little boost of energy, and that's how he won a Super Bowl. Hasn't really done anything besides that. Notable, really. You know, I mean, he has done a lot. I don't want to diminish his accomplishments, but I guess what I'm trying to say is he's not one of those coaches that I look at and go, oh, well, we missed out on not having John Gruden for another 10 years. You know, I understand his passing game is kind of complex, but it just never really all came together. And when you, you know, I don't know. He seems also to have a personality that kind of grates on you. I mean... It's just tough. It's just tough, really. I don't want to criticize the guy too much, but it's tough when you're in a situation where somebody's two-faced. You know, someone that played under John Gruden had a story where he would be in a meeting room and John Gruden would be ripping a player on the board saying, you know, this guy's an idiot. He's not going to be with us much longer. Then he would walk out the door, see that player in the hallway and go, hey, man, I love you. How are you doing? You know, and it's just that shit just isn't cool. You know, and you don't have to be overly rude when you critique people. Everybody knows the NFL is about being good. It's it's actually a good business to let the coaches help you as much as they can and try to kind of find a melding of the minds between player and coaches to create a synergistic benefit. You know, the Patriots have been doing that for years. That's one of their biggest strengths, getting everybody on the same page. Um, but basically... You know, it is what it is. Also, I don't know why only selective amount of these emails that have all this bad crap on it have been released. Like, obviously, somebody's definitely trying to get rid of John Gruden. Maybe use him as a fall man for this whole situation. But it does beg a lot of questions about the Washington football team higher up, you know, brass. I mean, this was a team that literally, until a couple of years ago, had a racial slur as their team name. I mean, it's just, shit's just inexcusable at this point, you know, it's, uh... and again, you know, if you're mad at it, take it up with the team, they're a private business, they made their own decision, the sponsors decided to pull out, they're all also private businesses, not the government, so take it up with them, they have free choice to do whatever the fuck they want, so, you know, that's how it happens. 
you want to know where the sausage is made there, go to the, you know, the richest individuals in the world in those, you know, fancy-ass boardroom meetings and ask them why they're doing it. Don't, uh, you know, complain that social media is doing it. You know, either way, sorry to go on a bit of a rant there. Not trying to bring too much outside information into this sports pod. So we're going to get back to sports. I'm going to get to Urban Meyer and why he was kind of a terrible choice as a coach. I don't know. It just it's it's tough because he he always struck me as one of those people. I mean, he's a recruiter. He recruits the best players, and yes, he's probably a personality guy. He's probably a great salesman. That's what recruiters are. They're salesmen. They're people that are going to change the situation around you to get you to make a certain decision. That's what sales is all about. It's conversion rates. So that doesn't really fly in the NFL because there's nothing really to sell. Like you can sell trades, you can sell your team on that you want them to try hard. But the NFL is a tactical league. It's more about tactics. Urban Meyer has always played on the best college teams. Those are the worst people to bring into the NFL because they're always used to having an advantage. In the NFL, you're probably not going to have an advantage. Only one or two teams are really going to have a roster advantage over the entire NFL year over year. And you're not going to keep it for long. Ask the Chiefs. They just rebuilt their offensive line. Yeah, but their defense is lacking because they haven't put any resources in there. They have bad draft picks now. They play these ridiculously hard schedules now. This is what people don't realize about being great. Um, Luckily, as a Patriots fan, I've understood this for a long time. The Patriots basically are getting fucked every year because they're just finishing so high. The draft picks are always crap, and they just keep having to play everybody. You always get everybody's best shot. But in some way, it is a kind of an iron sharpens iron situation. And Bill is one of those coaches where he is a master tactician. That is his claim to fame. All of the coaches in the NFL, they have great tactics. They can make up plays. They can make up formations. And they have a breadth, a large breadth of formations by which to choose from and implement. And they can do that in an intelligent way. And they can look at their team and make schemes that fit their team instead of the other way around. The old system of coaching was, I have a system and I want to find players to fit my system. The new way of coaching is, I want to create a multitude of systems that will work based on the applicable talent that I have and accentuate that talent as well. Give them opportunities to do what they do well. You know, that's how the Patriots have maintained their success for so long, is putting people in a position where they're going to succeed and having everybody work together, help each other. Um, Not the easiest thing to do. You need a star-studded coaching staff, and for a while they've had it with Bill and Josh McDaniels. But you take a person like Urban who's used to college, which is not only simpler, you can be way simpler if you have better talent. You know, the reason why Matt Rule is doing so much better in the NFL is because when he was in college, he was on teams that didn't have great talent advantages. He had to be a tactician to do well. So now that he's in the NFL, it's basically the same thing, but just a little bit more complicated. And he felt like he was ready for that. We'll see how he goes, but he sure looks a hell of a lot better than Urban right now. I mean, Urban comes in, gets Trevor Lawrence. You know that's not really going to save the team. Honestly, probably should have. To be completely honest, the way I feel about it, you trade Trevor Lawrence for like six first-round picks to some sucker. I don't even know who. And then you just... Then you just keep Gardner Minshew and just try to build an actual team. And if that doesn't work, you'll get another bite of the apple and then add a quarterback after that. 
you know, adding the quarterback last is the way you create these great teams because then you kind of get what the Chiefs had, where the rest of the team is all paid and just the rookie quarterback is kind of leading you deep. You know, you either need that. If you pay a quarterback, he's got to be incredible because nowadays there's a lot of quarterbacks that are good. You can get around, you know, 30, 31, 32, you know, ranked guys, still solid. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, Urban, you know, he didn't fly back on the plane with his team after they lost to Cincinnati because he wanted to go visit Ohio State. Just idiot move. Just, I mean, come on. Like, you hear from everybody, like, you're the leader of the team. You have to be with them in that loss. And you have to be getting back to work. I mean, I know he wants to just take a little lap around Ohio State and just relive his glory days. But it's like, dude, it's absurd. Then he gets photographed at a bar. You know, college girl grinding on him. He has his hand absolutely up her ass, feeling her up. Like, it's just like, man. I mean, it's legal, but he has a wife. So if they're supposed to be monogamous, that's going to be an issue for his family. I mean, and even if he isn't, it's just, it's so tough. Because you have these guys, like, obviously Urban is a great recruiter. And he's a great CEO-type college coach. Who just kind of, you know, lets the offensive and D coordinator do their thing. That doesn't work in the NFL. You have to be in the weeds tactics week over week, especially if you have a worse roster than these other teams. He's just getting the floor just swept with him right now in the NFL. I mean, it looks bad. And then you do this where you abandon your team to go to a bar and just completely embarrass yourself. I mean, it's just, it's it's absurd. It's absurd to think that he gets paid so much money. And that's just one of those reminders that these people really aren't special. Like, these owners, these coaches, they're just normal people. Like, this is just a bonehead maneuver from a normal dude. And no, I'm not trying to be overly, you know, critical here, but I'm also just trying to remind us all, like, this isn't, like, magic. Like, it's not, like, Shad Khan isn't, like, this genius because just because he has a ton of money. Like, he hired this dude, this massive contract. I mean, there's tons of people that feel the way that I felt. I mean, he picked up Tim Tebow. Like, that made any fucking sense. And if you're going to say, well, why doesn't it make sense? If the dude, even if the dude is a third string tight end, you have to play special teams. You don't just get to be on the end of the roster and not play special teams. And he's 30. And he was a QB that wasn't even that athletic. Like, he was athletic, athletic, but not as athletic as guys, like, that are out there today. Not as quick. Really, quarterback speed, you need to be quick so you don't get hit, you know? It's uh, it's just not, you know, you can't be a power runner as a QB. Just ask Cam Newton and his body's like falling apart because he's been hit way too many times. You just can't do it. Ask running backs. Ask Saquon Barkley. He literally had the chance to be one of the greatest running backs in all time. And the New York Giants' terrible organizational decisions caused them to lean so heavily on him that his entire body's broken down because he's just taking too many hits. Everyone has stacked the box completely because at the end of Eli's career, he couldn't spread anything. And, you know, and even still then, they've leaned on him when he should have probably be recovering from his injuries. But regardless, the dude's career is pretty much ending right before our eyes. One of the most promising, incredible running backs. Oh, 
Sorry, Giants. Had to do it. You know I just don't like you guys just because of the two Super Bowls thing. I'm not going to deny it. I mean, it's just... It is it is frustrating. But it's also just tough to just to have you ruin, you know, one of the best running backs that probably could have ever been. You know, if you just watch his first couple of years in the league, he just kid made magic over and over. But you can't only certain number of times, you know. Running backs are one of the only positions in football that gets hit head to head, going right into them over and over. Normally quarterbacks, receivers, you get hit in the same direction you're already moving. That's completely different. Completely different from just going, you know, I'm going to stand you up and just clean your clock. I mean, it's football, dangerous game. And running backs, I feel really bad for them. The rookie structure for running backs is absolute bullshit. They need to get rid of... If you're going to have a rookie thing for running backs, it should be like a half a year or like one year. Because they just they just don't have careers anymore. You know, but regardless... Um, just wanted to touch on that couple of things. I don't really get it with Urban. I think, you know, it's also tough because he criticized Pat McAfee. And you know we love Pat McAfee. I mean, he's just, he's got Aaron Rodgers on his show every week. And literally, the dude, literally the dude has everyone reading a book club. They were talking about some of the books, The Giver, The Four Agreements. I mean, these are just some quality books, folks, which is just insane. It's insane that we have a quarterback on a sports talk show who's promoting a book club. But I think that's just the thing with people that have grown up with the internet now. We are infiltrating so much things. It's There's a lot of... Uh, I don't think there's as much of a fear and a stigma around certain things that may have traditionally been stigmatized. And it's not, you know... It's cool. I think people understand. It is cool to just be able to experience great art and culture. And I think a lot of that has been, you know looked down upon in the past, whether it was for, you know, whatever reasons it was, you know, other cultures were kind of viewed as whatever. I, I think, you know, it's tough too. I think sometimes we're struggling to find our own culture. And in America, our own culture is so intertwined with the cultures of so many other places all in one. And I think sharing that, you know, is a beautiful thing. And we've gone back into politics, which is why we're going to stop that, do a complete 180, head back, and just finish the pot up. Because I really just wanted to talk about Urban, John Gruden. Urban, in my opinion, should be out. It's just, if if your response to losing to Cincinnati, and now you've lost, you know, five games or four games in a row, your response is, oh, I just want to party at Ohio State. Like, he goes, I'm going to visit the family. Bullshit. I mean, maybe you're visiting the family, you know, in the morning, but if you if that was your main concern, you wouldn't be just straight, you know, boozing the night before. It doesn't even matter. Like, I know, like, I understand what he wants. He kind of just wants that little easy ride, like, job in the middle of the season where he doesn't really have to do much and he can be successful. That's called being a college coach, where you do all your work and your recruiting, and then, you know, you have your offensive defensive coordinator. So, so that's kind of more what he's interested in. It, he's not interested in the daily grind tactical if he was he'd be on the plane coaching and then be you know working through the weekend and i don't blame him the dude's already worth so much money he should literally just retire he can do anything he wants in his whole life and he's choosing to work which is just in my opinion stupid i mean not that it's stupid because if you love football that's really what you want to do but to me he's more of a college coach so i think jacksonville should just get a new guy and just you know get on with it so I guess that's where I'm going to end it, guys. You know, nothing personal against any of these guys. 
John Gruden, good riddance. Hopefully we get the rest of these emails out because, you know, whoever's saying crap like that just shouldn't really be involved with the league at this point, I don't think. And then we got, you know, Urban Meyer, tough situation. He's got to make things right with his family and hopefully save his job. If he can get, you know, tactically good, maybe he'll save his job. If not, dude's going to be in trouble. Um. Alrighty, guys, this has been the official Josh Thoughts podcast. I'll catch you guys later.